Welcome to Nutra Herself. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'm a midlife stepmom who's passionate about the ins and outs of nurturing yourself. I am so excited to share my story and the stories of others who can also share their inspirations because I know life is effing hard, and I get that. And so often as women, I feel we put ourselves last. I want this podcast to be here so you know you're not alone, and if I can help you with some of the journey, that's a huge bonus. So I invite you, grab my hand, and together we will be the women who choose ourselves in this next journey. Let's get started. Hey, my friends, how are you today? I am home for the night. It has been um, a really intense, crazy couple of weeks that I want to, and even though I'm tired and um, I'm emotional, this is a take your hand, come with me journey kind of podcast. And I really want to talk to you about my last two weeks and um, just share three tips that I really feel are relevant to my time um, sitting at the hospital while my oldest was really sick, but things that you can take into your life as well. I've had a lot of time to think um, today. Today was one of the good days and she took a really long nap. So I had a lot of time to think and I said, you know what? I am going to go on. I think it would be good for my soul and I hope it's good for you guys. And I just want to share the three tips, the three main tips that, that I've been thinking about today reflecting on the past week and a half with my oldest in the hospital. So I'll start with just letting you know a little bit about what happened. Um, it She had come back from a trip to Florida that she took with her grandmother and she started getting really sick and it was definitely presenting like the stomach flu. Um, she ended up like kind of refusing to drink water because she didn't want to puke. So she got really dehydrated. So we finally... Um, after about a day and a half, we brought her two days, we brought her to the ER where they said, yes, she does have a stomach flu, but we're going to keep her overnight to monitor it overnight, her appendix burst. (laughs) So it went from really bad to awful. And we have been there ever since, uh, we thought we would just go to the ER for a visit and be home in a couple hours. And we have been there ever since. (laughs) So, you know, it's been really stressful if you are, a parent or you have a loved one or a friend who has been in the hospital and you have been there for them, you know, God bless you. This, we definitely had a light at the end of the tunnel, but seeing, seeing your loved one in pain is the worst. It like, if you know, you know, it's just the worst, right? Just feeling like you would do anything to take that away, anything to change that, wanting to do all you can do while being emotionally burnt out, while being tired, while having to take care of yourself. It's so, so much. And I I think about all the, the parents out there and the people out there who have, you know, kiddos and family members and loved ones that will be sick way longer than Kaylin was. And I just, I want to send so much love and faith and motivation and so much energy your way, because I definitely, I feel for you a hundred percent. I know, um, in my early twenties, I had Crohn's really bad and my mom spent many nights in the hospital room with me and boy, thank you universe. (laughs) Thank you. Whatever. I now know how she feels and oh my God. So anyways, today, like 
like I said, was a good day. Um, she, I'm bringing this back to anybody, but there was definitely some like three tips that kind of was reinforced through this journey of this last week and a half. And the first one for me was communication. You really need to be able to communicate your needs and advocate for your needs. And I know like in the school system, that's one of my biggest jobs that I have. I help my students learn how to advocate. They're coming to me and they don't really know how yet. And they have these needs that they they really want met, but learning how to phrase it, learning not to be scared. Like usually if we have to advocate, it's because we are doing that. Um, we are advocating our needs and our wants to someone we don't think understands it. So that makes us scary. We're thinking that person for whatever reason is above us that we aren't quite worthy enough. And so we feel like we have to advocate for ourselves. And that is a scary, scary feeling. And my students very often are scared to do this. So I usually do it by like um, CCing them in an email with a teacher so they can see the language that I use. Um, We talk about what they want and I tell them how I'm going to talk to the teacher. And then we go up to the teacher and I do all the talking. And then once we do that and they can hear the language and see how I'm doing it, um, seeing, you know, like the nice proactive way of how to advocate, but be very clear as well about what you need. Then I start having them do it by like, is is that how you feel? Asking them when we're advocating, like, is that how you feel? Is that what you're thinking? Would you like to add anything? Up into the point where finally I just go up there with them and they talk until the amazing point where they just do it. And then they come back and they're like, hey, I just did it by myself. So it was absolutely an amazing process, but it's not something that every kid learns. It's not something every kid is taught, unfortunately. So I do help my students with this. And, you know, I really, I I thought about this a lot in the hospital because, you know, I was there and Trevor were there and we advocated for Kaylin's needs so much. and, and the hospital is great. The surgeons are great. The nurses are great, but you still have to advocate. And it made me think about we're there with her, but what about all the people that are there by themselves and they don't have anybody. And, you know, in the, in the hardest part of this journey in the week and a half, when she couldn't even speak for herself, what about those people who can't speak for themselves and they're there and they don't have an advocate. And it just, it broke my heart. And it made me realize how important communication truly is. And, you know, we, it's just, it's a skill. It's not a skill we're all taught and it's a skill you have to practice. And it's a skill I try to work with, with Kate for their needs so that they can get the self-care and get the energy healing that they need in order to thrive in their lives. And it's something that we did for our oldest to get her everything she needed to be the most comfortable that she could possibly be during this time. Just, you know, communication, being able to advocate for you is definitely a tool that you need. It's a tip that you need, but it's definitely one of those tools that you need to work on and practice. And sometimes that's doing doing it in front of somebody who's non-judgmental and trusting before you can do it to somebody who like quote unquote counts and you're trying to get that thing from. So that was one thing that I thought about. <laughs> the other thing was compassion and, and kind of sideline compassion and how 
that your compassion doesn't have to be pushy to count, right? Like sometimes a message, a five minute drop in, a card, just letting you know that you're thinking about somebody else. Those are truly amazing. Like just having people reach out to me and Trevor and, and our girls meant so much. And we didn't need you to bring food. We didn't need you to fix it. You couldn't fix it. We didn't need you to come in and, and be, you know, like, Oh my, like I didn't need to console you. (laughs) You know how that is. I don't need to give you compassion. Just five minutes, 30 seconds of your compassion really means a lot. And then I thought about it in reference to, um, our oldest who was in the hospital and, and she didn't really need me to be pushing compassionate, right? She needed me to be strong. She needed me to stand there and be strong next to her, but also allow her to be strong when that was needed too. Um, just to stand there by her side, not be pushy, but stand there next to her side, hold her hand, um, rub her head, let her be strong because she needed to be strong. And my strongness was standing there and allowing that to happen because you want to take over, right? You want to do it all, but you can't, you literally can't. You have to be strong and, and have some of that compassion on the sidelines so they can be strong. I'm hoping all this makes sense. Cause like I said, I'm not on a whole lot of sleep, but I really wanted to come to you today. So I'm hoping this makes sense. If it doesn't reach out to me and I'll explain it further. However, the third tip tool I had is that self-care is never, never too early to learn, right? So we did a lot of breathing. Pain, when you're in pain, breathing helps so much. Just in through the nose, out through the mouth, big, long breathing helps pain so much. I learned this again, going back to my Crohn's when I would have that chronic, oh, that intense pain. Breathing is how I got through it. So we did a lot of breathing. We tried to have her breathe, but I had to stop and breathe too, right? We get so caught up trying to help other people that we have to remember to take time to breathe as well. We also had to remember to rest, to have the energy. Like when she was not in pain, she needed to rest. When she rested, we needed to sit down and take a break too. You can't keep going full force a hundred of hundred miles an hour, right? You have to rest in order to have the energy. You have to remember to fuel yourself. We had to remember to eat and drink in order to have that energy when we needed it to help push her. Um, we had to be present, right? Like I, I was not really, maybe when she was sleeping, I was on social media, but like, I don't remember talking to people. I don't remember doing much. I just wanted to be there and be present with her. Also asking for help, like asking for help is self-care. And, and we really had to do that. We, we asked the nurses for help. We asked the surgeons for help. <clears throat> I asked my mom for help a lot for the dogs, the poor doggies. Like we weren't, we, we asked each other for help. Trevor and I asked each other for help. And that's so important. We can't read each other's minds. So it's so important to remember to like ask somebody. You can't just assume anything. If you need something, ask for it going back to the communication, right? So that self-care is so, so important. And so, okay, so I'm petting my dogs at the same time and kind of getting lost in them. (laughs) I told you this might be a wild ride one. 
So the three tips that I really learned this last week and a half or so at the hospital was communication slash advocate. You need to learn how to advocate for yourself. You also need that sideline compassion, right? You don't need someone to come over and do it all for you. You need someone there to hold your hand. And also self-care. You need that self-care so that you can be there for yourself and you can be there for other people. Um, And so we, we relied heavily on these three tools all this last week and a half. I, I'm pleased and I'm not sorry to say that I am pleased that this is what I have based huge parts of my life and my coaching on. And this are all tools that I have learned and that I want to share with other people because they make situations better. They help you get through things, things as scary as this last week and a half to like um, things as small as like maybe a Thanksgiving or a holiday dinner or just a normal week, right? These are three things that really help you. And there are three things with my clients. There are three things that I remind myself of all the time. They're just, they're key in life. So um, if you ever need help advocating or learning how to be that sideline compassion person, or if you want to know more about self-care, you know, reach out to me because this is truly like, take my hand, let's go on this journey. And I took you on the journey today. So thank you for being there. It feels good to get some of this out. It feels good to talk. And I hope that at some way you can relate this back to your life and maybe take this and help yourself too. So anyways, I will thank you one more time. I am truly appreciate you listening. And um, I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If this resonated with you or you think someone else could benefit, please share this episode and tag me. I truly want you to grab my hand so together we'll be the women who choose ourselves in this next journey. See you next time.